0: We're learning the Sikha in Parsha Shemini, Sikha Beis, and Helech Yudzayim, page 100. This is a Sikha in the story of this week's Parsha, when Nodav and Aviu pass away on the day that the Mishkan is built. And there's a Rashi here that discusses the Moshe Rabbeinu telling Moshol and Al to go and take out Nodav and Aviu from the Mishkan. And we'll also discuss some uh, other details here in the story later in the parsha nachtam we detailed de zelt wegen after the tela tells us about what happened when notanaviu passed away shteiit <speaking in Hebrew> the posuk says vaykra meisha el mishavel el tzofen va ye meraleim kirvu su us a khechem meis pnei kaida sham choz lamachna kom carry your brother out of the kodesh and take him outside of the machna. Stolzach <speaking in Hebrew> so Rashi of the verses sues achechem on his mefarsh. stops on these words sues achechem vegeimer and he says kaada ma'ayim lachavei. This is like a person telling his friend havei sames melafne akala. Remove the dead person from in front of the kala shlela arve v'sasimcha. In order not to disturb the simcha of the kala. So, so to hear, Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Mishal and Altsophon to take out the bodies of Nodavan and Aviu, not to disturb the simcha of the Yidn. From what is is the Hechocha. Now, the first thing we need to understand over here is where is the proof from, as the Amir, su'u that when Moshe tells Mishal and Altsophon, carry out your brother, is given, nitsalib mekabut ze it wasn't just simply telling them, go and take the bodies and bury them. Nor, rather, Moshe was telling them, that the purpose here is not to disturb the joy of the Eden. Maybe Moshe was simply saying, as other Mepharshim say, take them out, they have to be buried. So, so the Mepharshim explained this Rashi here, as by Rashi Penea al why does the text use this lengthy lotion describing what they should do saying that they should carry them from outside the Kodesh, to out from from the inside the Kodesh, that is to outside the Aib is if the point of carrying out mishal and El-Tsof are carrying out not even just for burying them the postich should have said concisely suu carry out your brother and bury him even if the Torah has to add those words to tell them, Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them where it is, they should be buried. But the words take them out from inside the Kaidish, they're extra. That's where they were. Obviously, they're inside the Kaidish. So why does the Torah have to say those words? So from this, Rashi learns out. As Me'eis Pene is the Hoyt kavana from The Tate is writing those words, me'eis Pene not only to say the location where they were, but that was the purpose. Get them out from this holy place because here's where the celebration is taking place, and we don't want this to disturb the celebration. <S'le> mishkan, and tog, not to disturb the joy in the Kaidesh and the Mishkan on that day. So it's those extra words, Me that Rashi sees that the Teirah is telling me not simply to bury them, but Meish Ben is telling Meishol and al to carry them out, to not disturb the Simcha that's taking place at that time. This Pshat here in Rashi is not understood. Aleph number one, If the main words that are bothering Rashi, are those extra words of Me'ez peneh Hakodesh? So why is Rashi stopping on the words Su'u esachekhem? On the verte Me'ez peneh is a bliz merames but vegoymer. And the continuation of Me'ez peneh Hakodesh, Rashi only hints by adding vegoymer. Vibalt as the ganzei chaches on the verte Me'ez peneh Hakodesh. If the entire proof of Rashi for his pshat is from these three words Me'ez peneh Hakodesh, shatel achol roish gedaf mitik zayin in dem diberam aschul di verte. Those should have been the main words that Rashi should bring from the Pasik if they are the source and the reason why Rashi is saying anything here on these words. Another main question here is The emphasis of the Pasik saying carry out your brother which is here found in this holy place is actually very obviously and easily understood. It doesn't need any clarification. And the reason is as follows. Even before you come to Rashi's pshat, it's understood that Moshe Rabbeinu telling them to carry out Nadev wasn't just simply to bury them. The point of carrying out the dead bodies was that the Tume should not remain in this holy place, in the Mishkan. And <speaking> Moshat is <in> gemust <the Bible> madgur sein. emphasizes that we want to get the tuma out as quickly as possible. Vichder does al geton werden mit Zrizis, so it should be toned quickly. Kide nitzu maschu sein die tumma in Panea Kedesh. Not to leave the tuma of the dead bodies in the Panea Kedesh for an extra moment. So when it says here, Me'eis p'nei hakeidish, El mi'chutzlamachne, there's nothing extra. The Torah is saying, carry out the Tomeh from the holy place so that it should not remain there an extra moment. And also, bury them. And where is the burial place? Me'chutzlamachne. So what is extra here in the Pesach that Rashi is stopping and explaining and giving us a new shot that the Torah is telling us that the purpose of carrying out Nod and aviu's bodies was not to disturb the Simcha. Like to as the is In Rashi gufe is Now besides the general question on what Rashi is coming to address here, where did Rashi take from what he what he said from the simple part of the Pasik? But there's also details that we have to understand in what Rashi actually says. For us, the Rashi may seem the marshal. Ke'ada mo'eyma lechaveray, haver esameis lefnei akkala. Why is it necessary for Rashi to give this analogy? Like a person that tells his friend, "Remove the dead body from the way of the kala." L'chayre is genuk, when Rashi zok bekitzer. Wouldn't it be enough if Rashi would tell us bekitzer? S'u es achechem vegeimeh, shalei la'av v'sasimcha. Not to disturb the simcha that's going on. That's all. It's not necessary to have any additional muscle. What is it clarifying? The Shaila is noch starker. The question becomes even stronger. The exact same point Rashi says later, two P'sukim later. There, when the tater says it should not let their hair grow long like an oval. And there Rashi says concisely, you do not act like a novel in order not to disturb the joy of the Abishta. And here Rashi doesn't bring any analogy of a not to disturb the joy of a kala. However, as far as the, what Rashi says here, tutsukim later, we can say, as a falassik, oif das He's relying on the marshal that he already brought tutsukim earlier. Aber, but the question becomes, we already find this earlier. Safe, parshish, posik, isa, lekim, izrashim, mfadish, nistaklu, at that point, they were already Nizchayev to die. <laughs> the punishment was not at that time, because the Ebi'stou did not want to disturb the Simcha of Teire. Um, the and there Brashi brings no Moshe to explain that the Evishter doesn't want to disturb the Teire, like the analogy of a person that doesn't want to disturb the joy of Akala. So why over here in our Rashi, does Rashi need this marshal? What is this marshal coming to clarify? What is it that's unclear about what Moshe is telling them to do to carry out the bodies from the place of the joy that we have to add this marshal not to disturb like the Simcha of Akala. Rashi doesn't bring it earlier in Parshat Mishpatim. This marshal, Rashi doesn't bring this marshal later on. Specifically, in this pasik, there has to be a reason why Rashi brings this marshal. Even if we'll find an explanation, and a reason why Rashi m- must bring this comparison of carrying out the bodies of Nodav and Aviu. To the case of removing a, a dead body in front from in front of a kala but then if we look more specifically into the exact language that rashi quotes this rashi says like a person that's telling his friend remove the kala or remove the mace, that is rashi could have just said much shorter like one would remove the, the dead body from the way of the Kaala. In order not to disturb the Simcha, or any similar expression Rashi could have said, omitting the words, Why does Rashi say, like a person that tells his friend? The fact that Rashi adds those few words. What's the source of this expression that Rashi uses? That you take away the dead body from the place where Akala is. It's in, it's in the Gemara in Ksubis. And there, says, and there in the Gemara it's brought, This is not like some kind of a saying that people say to one another. It's brought there in the Gemara as a halacha. If there's a mace coming in the way and there's a kala coming, so you put aside the mace in order to allow the kala to pass through. So it's brought there as a halocha. As this is not a minic, rashi adds and he weakens the point, making it sound like it's only some kind of a custom. Ka odam That this is the way people act, this is the behavior of people that you tell your friend, remove the mace because there's a kala here. It's actually a halacha that's brought in the Gemara. So Rashi should have said, without Adam, but that, that there's a halacha, that since there's a celebration taking place here, and therefore you have to remove the mace. In Medrash, if you look in the Medrash here, that talks about this subject. So there the Medrash says differently. M'eis chavere, HaVer, Remove, a person tells his friend, remove this dead person from in front of the oval. How long will you allow this oval to be in pain from having the mace right in front of him? Or there's another version there in the Odam that says to his friend, remove the dead body from in front of the father. Until when will the father have to have the pain of seeing the dead body of his son in front of him? That's the way it's quoted in the Madrash. So we're not talking about a Kala, we're talking about an Oval or about a father to remove the mace, not to cause any pain to the Oval or the father. So in the Madrash, that actually is understood as Das is Minigailam, Kada It's just a custom in the world. This is the way people do things because there's no halacha about this. But it's just appropriate behavior and this is the way people do it. Masha'ain came to Simchas Kala is Das but when it comes to the Simcha of a kala, and you encounter a mace on the way, so here it actually is a halacha that you have to remove the mace from the way of the Kala. So Rashi is quoting the Gemara, but he's only quoting it as a Minic. So that's our question here. So now the Rebbe will explain, so why does Rashi not quote what it says right here in the Medrash on this pasuk? So Rashi it the from Medrash, not the fact that Rashi... Does not bring it as it's quoted in the Marshall of the Medrash. KaAdam haHaver haMeis Meis penei Avul admasim mitzayir. The point there is to remove the dead body from in front of the Oval, that he shouldn't have pain of the presence of the be- dead body. As a Sunem the Meis is bechdei tzurab so them in them tzar. To remove the pain of this oval, or in front of a father, nor rather, what does Rashi here say? Remove the dead body from in front of the kala, not to disturb her simche. So, why does Rashi bring this? Halacha, that it says in the Gemara, about a kala, and not what it says right here in the Medrash, about removing the dead body from front of Havel. Atos is b'chdeh, m'zol nit sushter, and am simchas ha-kala. V'a tzachon goib, m'noch edis is given, der meis, which began before the dead body came. So what, why does Rashi call it this way? Yishloima, so we can answer as follows. Loiten medrash, geit me'eis p'nei ha-keidish. So the words me'ez penei what is this referring to? If Aaron. It refers to Aaron Hakayin me'ez Oval ha'oval a Aaron, which is the oval, remove the, the bodies of his children so that he shouldn't have the pain. But al derech meant penei the Mishkan. The simple pshat of the reading the words penei it doesn't refer to Aaron It refers to the Mishkan. The far lent Rashi as does the shleila arviv the Simche, was is verbunden mit Mishkan arviv means don't disturb the simcha of the yidin in connection with the mishkan. That's what kaidesh simply means. So therefore Rashi chooses to bring the analogy of the kala, which is the yidin enjoying the simcha of the mishkan. And not the marshal that it says in the medrash to remove the mace in front of the oval, in front of Aaron. So we understand why Rashi brings what it says in the Gemara in Ksubis. al-pizeh is Rashi is di but now this only intensifies the question that we're asking here, why Rashi quotes this as, Odam that This is the behavior of people, that a person tells his friend, and not that it's a halacha. So Rashi, by doing that, is sort of combining two different things. As does his bedugmas minik, Rashi is quoting this just as being some kind of a custom, not a halacha, like it would be quoted from the medrash, the Medrash brings it only as a custom because there it's not a halacha, it's just a minig. So in that aspect, Rashi is quoting it like it appears in the Medrash. On Simcha's Kala, but on the other hand, Rashi is bringing that the issue over here is that there's a Simcha of taking place. For Zdort, there's a Sadin in the Gemara where it speaks about the Simcha of It's not just a minig, it's a halacha. So on one hand, Rashi quotes this as a minig. At the same time though, Rashi is quoting what it says in the Gemara, which is a halacha. So, what's the Pshat here in this Rashi? Oich darfem verstehen. There's another important detail over here that has to be understood in this moshel that Rashi brings. Vibalt as in demselben Inyan. It's Rashi Mefarish farish canal. Tubsukem later, Rashi says, Alta arvavu simchose shalmokim. Do not disturb the simch of the Ebishtar. Hotte doch gedavt lernen su usa chechem eis <laughs> penea keidish. Shalela arviv simchose shalmokim. So why didn't Rashi say the same right here, that the point, the reason, to carry out the bodies of Nodav and is in order not to disturb the Yevish, the Simcha? Why does Rashi say here that the reason that they have to carry out their bodies is in order not to disturb the Simcha of the Kala? Who's the Kala here in the building of the Mishkan? It's the Yidin that are the Kala. So, why over here does Rashi say that the point is not to disturb the simcha of the Kala? And then two psukim later, Rashi says that the point is not to disturb the simcha of the Eibishtim. Now, you may want to answer, but we cannot faren faren. Now, we would not be able to give the following answer. The Eibishtim's glory f- fills the entire world. As the Simcha The is the machna. So therefore you may say when it comes to our posik, where it talks about taking out the dead bodies from this place out to outside the Machna and to bury them there, that's not gonna minimize, that's not gonna take away the disturbance of the Abishta and his simcha, because the Abishta fills the entire world. So moving from one location to another is not gonna change anything. So therefore Muzafa Rashi learning as thus is Shalila Arviv, the Simcha of the Kala. So here in this pasik where we're speaking about carrying out the bodies, Rashi has to say that the point is only not to disturb the Simch of the Yiddin, of the Kala. So that's here in this pasik where we're dealing with this subject. when it comes, however, to Tupsukam later, where the discussion is not to act like a novel, as Muzolingans, it oysts bin ya velas that Aaron and his, and his children, uh, that's Allah's and his summer, should not at all act like a velus nowhere, in no location. So then, mm-hmm. So there Rashi could say that this does bring, that this does cause that the Evishter Simcha should not be disturbed, the fact that they're not going to be acting like a veilim. That's why Rashi there could say that the point is not to disturb the Evishter Simcha. So this would be a terence that you would suggest to explain the difference, why here Rashi says the Simcha of the Kala, of the Yidin. And later Rashi says the Simcha of the Ebeshter. However, says the Rebbe, this is not a correct answer. Yes, it's true, the Ebeshter's glory fills the entire world. It's a b'fashtandik but it's simply understood as Simcha The joy of the in this time... Is forbidden mitat dem ard v'vo'efim zokter eibishter v'aseli mikdash v'shochanti b'saychem. The ard is ashraas ashchene begily. The simcha of the eibishter is taking place in one specific location here in this place where the eibishter says, <coughs> "I dwell there." The eibishter's shchene is there Begili. That's the place of the eibishter's simcha. So we can still say that the point is to remove the dead bodies of Nod and not to disturb the Yehbishter Simcha that's taking place right there in the Mishkan. So why does Rashi say that over here the point is not to disturb the Simcha of the Yidin, the Kala? And only in Tutsukim later does Rashi say that the point is not to disturb the Yehbishter Simcha. To answer all these questions, we need to understand what this whole Rashi is doing here altogether. As Rebbe pointed out, <clears throat> it doesn't seem to be anything extra or unneeded in this pasuk. The idea of carrying out and to bury them, to remove their Tumah, is very simple to understand. There's no extra words in the Pesukim here, it doesn't seem like it. So what's Rashi answering? And then all the details of how Rashi brings this Mashal, why specifically this Mashal, and, and uh, the Adam O'Eyma what's the deal in all of these details? So the answer is as follows. lernen the learning this Posik here, stellen zich gleich There are two very strong questions here. Einet in Klolosa Posik, there's one very strong question on the Posik in general. On the zweite in Vart achekem. And another question is on this word of Acheichem, carry out your brother. On the Rashi di These are the words that Rashi brings from the Pasik when he says this Pshat. While di the the question of Rashi is on the general statement of Su that the Pasuk is saying here. and also specifically this word of Acheichem, your brother These are the words that Rashi is coming to address. So what are the questions here? In Klalos HaPosik is nit Galatik. In the Posik in general, it's not understood as follows. For what darf der Posik bechlel der Zelen und zu noch mit an Why does the Teori here have to tell us? And also, with all of the details, in un inmitten dem Saider von Shmini Lamiluim, right in the middle of discussing everything that happened here in Shmini Lamiluim, wie Meshe hat angesagt ve'al Zoffen, that Moshe tells them, go and carry out your brother outside the machne. And then the taita goes on to say that it actually happened, that they came and they carried them out. Why does the taita here, in the middle of discussing, have to make this interruption to, to discuss this, to say that they have to be carried out and they actually did it? What's the problem? Isn't it self-understood? That they didn't leave their bodies there. That they were immediately carried out from the holy place. Isn't it self-understood that that's what was done? Does the Torah have to specify and say that they were commanded to do so, and they went ahead and they carried them out? If it's just for this detail, that the Torah is saying where it is that they have to be taken to be buried... So those few words has to say that they're carried out. But the entire posseg, the whole of the Torah interrupting here in the middle of the story about to say that they have to be carried out and so on, that's not necessary. Now the second question over here is Emphasizing when the Torah is saying that Mishal and Alsofan have to carry them out, you're carrying out your brother. As Nodava it's their relative. Why does the Torah have to emphasize that? as a state and the health from the as is that they're the children of Uziel, which was the uncle of Aaron. as is self-understood that these are their relatives. Why does the Torah have to spell out again? You're carrying out your brother. You're carrying out your relative. The fun is mashma, as dafke, not <advertisers speaking> That the Torah is telling you, you know why you're the ones that have to carry them out because it's your brother, because it's your relative, therefore you're the one that has to carry them out. Isn't it move on, Aleph, the mind of Posik? What exactly is the point of saying here that it's the relative, the one that has to carry out? Why? What's the the emphasis about this? Why is it that their relative, Mishal and al have to be the one to carry them out? Seemingly you would say in the opposite. From Shavuit Levi, since they were their relatives, so they were also from Shavuit Levi. So being Leviim, so they have a connection to the Aveidah done in the Mishkan. So the Rebbe clarifies, Choch in Pasuk is Nachnit the Mont Givon wegen Sal Leviim in Mishkan, even though in the Pesukim it doesn't yet speak about what Aveidah the Leviim do in the Mishkan. Does state Erish and Sefer by Midbar going to say later in Sefer by Midbar? Hota b'Deban Chomish and Galerin does in Pirush the Benchamish that's reading this Rashi here already learned about the Aveda of the Levium earlier in the Rashi. So we know that the Levium have Aveda in the Mishkan. And we know that the Levium have an Achelik in Aveda in the Mishkan, they have more art as they will be to hear him. On Mishkan, So if so, they belong being the Mishkan to be available to do the work in the Mishkan to be to, to take part in the joy of the Mishkan on Yisraelim. It would make more sense to say that other people Yidin, Yisraelim and not and They should be the ones that should carry out not the Aviyu to outside the Machna. Why specifically should Mishal and al Altsafim, being brothers, being relatives, being Leviim, carry them out, become become Tommy and carry them out on the chutz Nachmer the question is even stronger. Rashi, what's in geschrieben? Rashi himself told us earlier in Parshas Va'yichii, as Levi zonutrogn sein aren shuhu osid lasis es orange that Levi should not carry Yaakov's coffin out of Mitzrayim, because he in the future will be carrying the Aron in the Midbar, the Aron of the Mishkan. So now, think about it. If, uh, if Levi did not carry out the Oren from his very own father, the father was middayerish better, only because generations later, by Mishkan, is who, so he, and it's not, actually not Levi himself, gemeint sein Shavit. It's his Shavit, which is osed that's going to carry the Oren in the Mishkan. And so there's an the issue of Levi not carrying the Oren of Yaakov because of generations later, his shavit carrying the Oren. Allah has come and come and So how much more so in our case? non We're not speaking about such close relatives over here that we say that Mishal and al should carry out Nodav and On in it's right now a time of great joy of the Shechina coming down in the Mishkan. It would be appropriate that they should continue participating in the joy of the Mishkan. And not to be the ones to have to go and carry out the bodies of not even a view. There should be other people There should be Yidden that are not doing the Aved in the Mishkan that should go and carry them out. So why is the Pasik saying that specifically Acheichem, you, because you are brothers, therefore you're the one that have to go and carry them out? That's the question here. And that's besides the first question that the Rebbe said, that really the entire Pasek is extra, itself understood that they're going to be carried out to be buried, and that they should be carried out not to be left in the Kodesh. Why does the Tei Bachal have to interrupt with this whole Arichis to tell us about the fact that the bodies of Nodav and Avihu were carried out? So because of these two questions, so this forces Rashi to explain as Aleph their inyan fun suuve goymer carrying out noda vanaviu is nit nartzalib kvura. The point is not just to bury them, or to fun mishkan, or to carry out their bodies from the holy place in the mishkan. For those two points, it would have been self-understood. Nor says azach. In the, of the Torah is telling us about this, because this is relevant to the celebration that's taking place here on Shmini Lamiluim. And therefore it's demanded that this should be done specifically through the Levim, through their relatives, their brothers. So to explain this, how this Indian of carrying out not even Aviu. Is related to Shmi LaMiluim, so therefore Rashi says, This is in order not to disturb the simcha that's taking place here on and The simcha that's taking place right now, the point of carrying out the bodies of Nodav and Aviu is in order to allow that celebration, that simcha to continue. That's the point of carrying them out. So the Torah is telling us this over here, and with the ariches, because it's not just a side point about the fact that they obviously have to be buried or not to keep the tumah here, but it's about allowing, enabling the simcha of Yom Mashmiri to continue. On the far as meis and this is the reason why it says these words, meis Panea It's not only because of the tumah. of the ikir da as The main point is that they should allow the Simcha taking place in this holy place to continue. So this is not just a technical thing that has to be done here in order to remove what doesn't belong, the Tumah that doesn't belong here, or to bury them in the right place, give them the right honor. But it's actually part of what's relevant in order to be able to continue the joy of Yom Mashmini. <laughs> and this itself is the reason why this has to be done through the relatives of Shevet Levi. <laughs> Carrying out the bodies of Nadav and is related to an Aveda that's being done in the Mishkan. This is part of enabling the joy in the Mishkan to continue. So it's considered to be a chelik of an Aveda in the Mishkan. Nor does not in the This is not an Aveda that is adding to the Mishkan in a positive sense, whether through the songs or whatever else Levine would usually do in the Mishkan. Nor in the it's an Aveda of Shlila, of negating what that, and removing what doesn't belong. So the to remove whatever is disturbing. The Aveda to be done properly. So that's also part of the Aveda of the Levi'im to remove the Shlilah, to get rid of what's not allowing the Simcha to continue. the Just like we find in the Aveda that's done in the Mishkan, there's the Aveda of Karbanis, and then there's also an Aveda of removing the ashes, removing what doesn't belong in order to allow for new Karbanis. So this as well is considered to be a part of the Aveda that belongs to the Levian being done in the Mishkan on this day, at this moment, to remove what doesn't belong, to enable the joy of the Mishkan to continue. So, if so it comes out, as the by appointing Michel and El in the Simcha for Hanukkah by appointing Mishal and El to carry out the bodies of Nadav and Avihu. they are not now being left out from joining the Simcha that's taking place, no, they are. That's their part in the Simcha, by carrying out their bodies, and removing what doesn't belong, and removing what's destroying, or disturbing that is, the Simcha, so that itself is their participation in the Simcha that's taking place. So they have to do it as Leviim, it's part of the Aveda in the Mishkan. And that and that they are having a part in the Simcha, participating in the Simcha in this way. So we understand why the Torah includes this detail of the story here as part of what happened in the joy that took place in B'yeh Mashmini. And we understand why specifically achechem, why it's the brothers, the Leviim, that have to do this Aveda It's part of an Aveda sort of, to carry out their bodies from P'nei Rashi However, Rashi can't just simply say that the point of carrying out the bodies of Nadav and Aviyu is in order not to disturb the joy. Because then you'll have this question right away. If we should not disturb the Simcha of the Chanukes of Mishkan, then we should not disturb the Simcha of the Chanukes of the Mishkan. But if so, we see that the did choose to bring the punishment right here and now in the middle of the Simcha, and he they, they did not wait. They did not wait until after in order to give them their punishment. So if the Ebishter himself is disturbing the Simcha here in this way, so then that's the Ratz Hashem at this time. So why are we so concerned about not disturbing the Simcha that's happening in the Mishkan? The Shaila is noch starker, and this question becomes even stronger. As we quoted before, already at the time of the giving of the Tayre, so then they were Neshaiv Misa. They did not want to disturb the Simcha of Tayre then. And therefore, they were only punished until later, until this day of Yom Hashmini, when the Mishkan was uh, being celebrated. So, what does it come out here? By Matan Teira, the Eved She did not want to disturb the Simcha of the Teira. But the Simcha of Mishkan, the did not mind disturbing the Simcha of the Mishkan by by uh, killing Nadav and at this time. Or befraat, as me by the Zika'nin that were also on the Schaiv Misa at that time, they got their punishment much later. And the Ebeshut did push it off at a later, for a later time. But over here, when it comes to Nod and Anaviyu, the Ebeshut does not push it off for later than this date of the Yemashmini Lam-i-Luan. So this was something that Ebeshut chose. To do at this time, even though by Simcha Satayra, they chose not to, but today the they chose to bring about the Inish on in them. So, how could you say, as the time from Su'uva Geimer is Shalila Arvevessa Simcha, that you have to carry out the bodies from the Mishkan in order not to disturb the Simcha? If the Abish himself chose to, dis- to disturb the Simcha at this time, so then, We'll have to say that the only reason to carry out their bodies is just to bury them, or not to leave the tummeh inside. But the point of not disturbing the simcha, that's something that the Elisha chose should happen. So how could it be that now we're saying that the point is not to disturb the simcha? It was disturbed, the disturbed it. So therefore Rashi says, that when it comes to understanding what's going on over here, why the Torah is talking about this with Dariches and explaining that we do not want to disturb the Simcha. So in P'shutish on Mikra, the in this is, is the Amir of to Mishal and al gaimer. when the M'sh'en tells Mishal and al to carry them out, this is not a halacha like it's quoted in the Gemara in Ksubis, where it brings the Mashal of the Kala. And there, the, the Halacha of the Kala is actually a Halacha. But here, in the context of this pasuk, it's not a Halacha. and atzivi Hashem, where Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them what the Eibishter commanded. Not rather, It's like one tells his friend, remove the maze from front of the Kala. This is an This is just the behavior of human beings, of people. But this is actually not relating a command from the Abishter. There was no command of the Abishter about this. Because, on the contrary, the Abishter himself brought about this disturbance during this time of the Simcha. Now, the Teva adam is, so what Moshe Rabbeinu was telling them is, It's human nature, as by Simchas Kaleh, Men, meglech, die you do whatever is possible not to disturb the simcha. and the kala, you take away the mace, and you take the mace on a different route. Nit zu onteref, and kale, gein, so the mays should not encounter the kala on the way to her chuppah to her chasana. the weg and not to cause extra tirche. Extra way that the kala will have to go to her chuppah, to her Hasana. That's the human nature. So not not we're not speaking about the halach. we're talking about human nature. When a kala is going on her way, you don't want the levaya and a simcha of a chasana to come together. So the same thing over here when Mishra Beinu tells Mishol and al to carry out Nodavan of Afalpi, the Misa if the did, did bring the Einish of Misa on, not of in mitten der Simche von Chanukkas Mishkan In middle of the Simche that was taking place by inaugurating the Mishkan. Heist, this was the Abish's choice. So, uh, as far as that is concerned, we can't say that there's a command from the Eibishter not to disturb the Simcha. The Eibishter chose, the Ratzna Hashem was, that there should be a Tzar on this time. however Meshe Rabbeinu himself wanted, as much as it's humanly possible, as the Simcha von werden, that the Simcha of Jeden should not be disturbed. Und der hat er gesagt, and therefore Meshach Rabbeinu, he on his own. Like one that tells his fellow, Moshe Rabbeinu himself said, To take away the Mesim in front of the Simcha of the Kale in order not to disturb the Simcha of the Eden As far as the Eibishter is concerned, the Eibishter chose to bring this Tzad. There was no Tzivi from the Eibishter not to disturb. The Eibishter himself chose to have the, the Simcha disturbed. But Moshe Rabbeinu on his own decided as much as possible to take away the tsar and from the Yidin, as the Rebbe will now explain, as we'll see the continuation over here. Why Rashi gives the reason and explains that the point is not to disturb the Simcha of the Kala, the Yidin. There, Tutsukim later, when it comes to Moshe Rabbeinu telling Aden and his children not to act with Avelos, there it says, do not disturb the to Simcha. But over here, when it comes to carrying out the bodies of Nodav and Avihu, what does it say? Do not disturb the Yidin Simcha. So what's the difference? Vibalt, so going back to the point that we just explained. Vibalt as Misa's Avihu is the Eivishter is the one that brought out the fire. The Eivishter is the one that, that uh, brought the death upon them. As the Eivishter had f'kuked of zayn simche, k'day t'sum minor zayn zayi The Eivishter himself looked away from the joy that was taking place, and he brought the punishment upon them. Is doch net shayich t'suzadun az medav se t'sunem, afun mishkon k'day nit ma'arvev Zain simchase shomakem. So how can you say that they must be removed in order not to disturb the Eivishter's joy? The Eibishter himself brought about this disturbance. This very disturbance is caused by the himself. So that's what we hear that she can't say, do not disturb the Eibishter Simcha. No, but Meisha had not gewollt but the simcha of all. Rather, Meshra on his own decided that he doesn't want to have any continuous disturbance to the Yidin in this simcha. Like one tells his fellow, remove the, the mace in front of the kala. So this is Mesh Beinu. Meshra on his own is saying, remove the mace in order not to disturb the simcha of the Yidin. That's when it comes over here to removing the bodies of Nodav and Avil which is not the case when it comes to later, Tupsukum later, where it says that Moshe Rabbeinu tells them do not act like a Valim. is here. It's not Moshe Rabbeinu himself saying this, like one speaks to his friend. Not This was a Halacha that Moshe Rabbeinu was is giving over to them, that they should command it, that they should not act like a veilim. Here we're not talking about the actual death or the fact that you have the dead bodies here of Nodavannavi, nor Aaron Ubonov, in mishkan. Here we're talking about Aaron and his children, that's Allah's and Asom's behaviors, what's, what their behavior should be like, that they should not act like avelim. So da is the time Alta ta arvevu simchase shalmokeim. So here Rashi gives the reason that the Evedim commanded, as far as their behavior is concerned, that they should not act like a avelim in order not to disturb the Evedim simcha simchase shalmokeim from Chanukasam Mishkan. This refers to the Evedim simcha and the inauguration of the Mishkan is dochfabundin mit avvede from arna banav ubanav yenem tog in Mishkan. What's the Evedim simcha? The Evedim simcha is. Connected with the Avedet that Aaron and his children are doing in the Mishkan. So here is the Eivishter's command that on this day, here, where the Eivishter has his Simcha in the Mishkan, they should not allow that Simcha to be disturbed any further, and they should continue doing their Aveida. So yes, although the Eveshter himself chose to disturb the Simcha by the death of Nadav and that's as far as the death of Nadav and itself is concerned, and as far as carrying out their bodies is concerned. But as far as the Aveda that has to continue being done in the Mishkan, for this, Simchas HaShel and there's a command from the there that they should continue doing their Aveda, and they should not act like Avelim. So over here, actually uses the expression, Simchas shall Mokeim that this was a command from the Eivishter, that the Simcha of the Eivishter should continue. So we understand very clearly all the details of why Rashi had to bring this marshal, this whole entire mashalik, Ka'odam Ha'aymalach Ha'vedai, why Rashi specifically says the expression of kaadam Ha'aymalach because this is not a halacha, Rashi wants you to understand that this is something that Moshe Rabbeinu himself said, in order for the Yidin, their Simcha, not to be disturbed. And the difference, why Rashi later says, Simcha Sehshol so everything is clear here in this Rashi in Igea too what Mesh Rabbeinu was saying here and the Pesukim later. Now from here the Rebbe brings and explains that there's something else that we could explain here in the continuation of the Parsha. When Rashi says this analogy that like a person tells his friend remove the dead body from the Kala that's going to her chasana just like it is in this marshal, is, You can't to completely annul the avelis that is happening. There is a mace here. The marshal says, remove the mace, that he should not come in the same route. He should not meet the kala in the same place. There is an avalus taking place, but don't allow that avalus to come and disturb and be in the same place as where the kala is. That's what the marshal means. The same is also here as the Aninus and the Avelus of Aaron and his children was not annulled. It should not be seen, it should not be conspicuous in the place of where the joy is. That's all it means when it says, Have it as amazed that continue doing your aveda here. Do not act like Avelim right over here in this place, or regarding carrying out the bodies of Nodav and aviu. that here in the place of the Simcha, do not bring in the disturbance of the Avelos. That's all it means. So now, We can understand something which is very difficult to understand in this week's Parsha. And here the Rebbe is going to bring a new subject that the later in the Parsha. And connected back to what we explained till here. Bishas, Asmat Hachatos, There was a few different karbanis. There were three different Karbanis Khatas that were brought in this day. One of them was the Sire Hachatas of Rish it was Rish Nissen. So when Moshe Rabbeinu heard that that's ira chatos was completely burnt, and they did not eat it, like usually part of it is eaten, and they totally burnt it, and Adam Abanavam heard that that wie die andere zwei burnt, like the other two chatos that they brought on that day, the soil chatos of Nachshon, and the special chatos of the yeh that they did eat, but the soil of Rish they did not Steit, so it says, Moshe Rabbeinu was angry about this, Le'imei, why did you not eat this khatas of the Rishchidesh as well? Aber, but then, when Aaron responded and explained to Moshe Rabbeinu, After what happened and so on, would the Abish to be satisfied if I would eat this chathos of Rishchidesh? So, Meishe heard this, and he accepted Aaron's answer. So what exactly was Aaron's response to Misha? It came to the other two Karbonas chatos; They did eat them, although they wore an oinon, which is on the day when a relative passes away. But they did eat them. When it came to the Karbonas of Rishchidosh, they did not eat it. So Meishe Rabbeinu was angry about that. There was a command of the Abishter that they should not act like a Avelim, and they should eat everything. That's what Moshe Banu understood and, and asked and was angry about. So what was Aaron Kain's explanation when Arana Kain said that they didn't know that because this happened, we should not eat the karm khatas of Rish Farish? Azarat ketainet? That Arna Kain said to Meish Rabbeinu, "Im Shamaito Shah, if you heard the command of the Abister regarding those Kerbanas Khatas that were brought especially only for today, for this Yom Hashmini, whether it's the Kerbanas Khatas of Nachshin, or it's the Kerbanas Khatas that was brought especially for the Yom Mashmini Lamiluim, so regarding that you heard that it could be eaten, but enlochalah Hakol you did not hear that when it comes to the carbon of Rishchidesh, which is not a special carbon only for today. It's every Rishchidesh that you bring this carbon chatos. You did not hear any leniency regarding that, regarding this carbon that's brought in all other generations, always on Rishchidesh, that it could be eaten as well. That's the distinction. This Kachay Shah and this Kachay Deiris, that was Aaron Akain's answer. This is the story that it says later here at the end of this whole story of Nadav and Aviu dying here on this day. So the question here is very obvious. That there's a distinction between the special carbonus of the day and the carbon khatas of Rishkhidish, which is a carbon for every Rishkhadish, to make this distinction is a pshuta. It's a very obvious and logical distinction. So Moshe Rabbeinu has to hear this as a novelty, as a chidish that Aaron tells him. Why? is and It was so obvious to Mysha Rabbein that there's no room to make any distinction between the special cabanas of the day and the carbon Khatas of Ishkhadish. That's always brought in Khadish. as when he found out that it was burnt, is gleich Immediately he was angry about this. Why did Maish Rabbeinu himself not think of this distinction? The question goes further. On the other hand, the mm-hmm. Baltas as by is given as Abshitus, as by is given as Abshitus, as Kachishav and Kachideiris Zen and Glaych that Kachishav and Kachideiris should be treated the same, and they should all be eaten. That's how Moshe Rabbeinu understood this. We can design. As that as soon as Aaron brings to Moshe Rabbeinu's attention this distinction between the two, he immediately convinced Moshe and immediately he accepted what Aaron said. This is very strange. In the beginning, Moshe Rabbeinu becomes angry immediately. He seems to not be paying attention to a simple and obvious distinction between Kacheshah and Kacheshadayas. And then when Aaron points out to him this simple distinction, immediately Moshe Rabbeinu accepts it. So, what is going on over here in this discussion between Moshe and Aaron? Is that, be it in them, so based on what we said before, that there is an Avelis taking place here, there's the Simcha of Yeh Mashmini taking place. And yes, we see before that we don't want to disturb the Simcha, but that doesn't mean that the Avelis is completely bottled. So, based on this, we can understand what was going on here between Misha and Aaron. gehalten. It was Meisha's opinion. As the time for us Aaron the reason why he had the command from the Eibishte that Aaron and his children could eat the Mincha, which refers to these Karbanis, even though they were Einenin. How do you understand this? It's similar to the command that they had not to act with any Avedus, not to disturb the Avedus' joy here in the Aveda that's being done. Was in them is doch nicht okay, Chiluk, CS handelt sich wegen or the Kachidaitis. If that's the reason that we want the avoid cont- to continue and not to disturb the avish to the simcha, there's no reason to make any distinction between an aveda that's being done for the special Karbanis of the day or the aveda of the kargmurishchaidish, the Kachidaitis of that day. You don't want to interrupt any of the avedas. You want the simcha of the avish to-, to continue through the aveda that's being done. If that's the reason, so of course my shabbenu knows of the distinction of these Karbanas, but there's no reason to make any dis- distinction. So therefore, immediately, Moshe Rabbeinu was disappointed about this. By burning the chatos and not eating it the way the Eivish said, in order not to act like an Avelos, in this time period, in Moshe Rabbeinu's opinion, this disturbed the Eivish to Simcha. So Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't angry about himself. He was angry about the fact that they disturbed the Eivish to Simcha them hot Aaron ge So Aaron's response to this was, Hey nekrivos chatasam. They brought the carbon chatas lufnei Hashem. It was brought Lufne Hashem. And va'chalti chatas ayein. If I would eat this chatas, hayitavgim would the Eibush be happy about this? So there's an emphasis over here of lufnei Hashem that the carbon was sacrificed Lufne Hashem. Was the mit hotemad gishkeven? What Aaron Akayin is saying is as follows. As dafke di hakrove is Hashem mamish. The sacrificing of the Karbonus, which takes place on the Mizbeach, that's Lefnei Hashem, and that cannot be disturbed. That has to continue, and that was done. Di but not to disturb the Abish to Simcha, does not include the fact that we have to eat our Hatois. Yes, it's true that the Karbonus are eaten inside the curtains of the Azorah, the karbanis are not eaten by, on the Mizbeach, or even near the Mizbeach necessarily. So the fact that we're not eating the karbanis the way we usually would, that does not disturb the to Simcha. We only have to be sure to continue the Aveda, which is done on the Mizbeach. The joy of the Ebeshter was the Aveda that's done by the Mizbeach. That's where the fire came down from the Eibushter on that time in the Mizbeach. The as the far This is the reason also why we see that the Simcha of the Eibushter by the Chanukas haMishkan was expressed by the fact that there were many many kerbanes brought in connection to this on this day and on the following days all the Nesiim brought their kerbanes. The main Simcha of the Eibushter is the kerbanes that are brought in the Mizvehach. But now, on the other hand, as we explained earlier, the Aninos, the Avelos and the Aninos was not completely annulled. You can't express that Avelos in the place of the joy. Hakala, like the analogy that Rashi brings that the mace, the Leviat, should go on a different route, not in the same place where the Kala is going. So therefore Aaron's claim was Alta in this that he was told that do not disturb the Abish the Simche is this Narlagabi de Avadis of Hashem, the Mizbeach. That only pertains to the Avaid done on the Mizbech itself. And it does not apply to the eating of the karbanis, which is not lefnei Hashem. It is inside the curtains of the Azara, but it's not lefnei Hashem. So, re- so regarding this, the reason of eating these karbanis, if there was any command to eat these karbanis, it has nothing to do with the Indian of not disturbing the Amish to Simcha. That's only pertaining to the Don on the Mizbeach. I was the minche on the anderet zwei chatois that men gemek essen baninas. Now the fact that there was a command that regarding the other two chatois, they are allowed to eat them. So, in Adam's understanding, is this nitk deyshule laarvev sim choster shomokin? This was not related to not disturbing the Abish's joy. Nor says astamai rosha. That was a separate. Haira, that was a separate instruction of the Abishah for the time that they should eat those karbanis. The reason was not about not disturbing the joy here. It's a separate Indian. Therefore, Arna Kayan says, if so, we can make a simple distinction. If you hear this instruction regarding the special karbanis brought for this day, how can you compare it to the carbon of Rish which is brought in all generations? So Meish Rabbeinu's understanding was that the reason they have to continue eating their karbonis was part of the union of not disturbing the simcha. So there's no room to make any distinction between one carbon and another carbon. But in Aaron's understanding, not disturbing the simcha only pertains to the Mizbeach, to the karbonis sacrifice of the Mizbeach. The command that they could eat their karbanis, that's a separate Indian. That's a shah, nothing to do with not disturbing the simcha. If so, that shah should be limited. Only for what is special for this day, but not for the regular carbon reshchaidish that happens to be brought on this day as well, like every other reshchaidish. So this is the explanation of the discussion between Meisha and Adam. Now the Rebbe concludes the Sikha here with a powerful lesson that we can take from the first point that we were discussing in the Sikha about Mishal and Altsafen. Being a Cheichem, a relative of Nodav and Aviyu, and being from Shevet Levi, they are the ones specifically that have to carry out the bodies of Nodav and Aviyu from the Mishka. One of the many lessons that we can take from this Rashi is as follows. As is Yadu Rambam schreibt it's well known what the Rambam says: As to shavit Every person could be similar to shevet Levi. was if he has within him from his spirit to be like Levi, which is to separate and to stand in front of Hashem to serve the Eibishter, mal and to remove from on top yourself all the other calculations and matters that go on in the world and to dedicate yourself. Completely to serve the Abishta. So everybody can be like a lady. Now one would think to himself as follows. He's already on a darg of a lady. The Rambam there concludes that you'll be like a lady and you'll be completely sanctified. and Hashem becomes your inheritance. The there concludes that you'll be like a and you so when you're on such a level, you should only have to occupy yourself with matters within the good, within holiness. When it comes to matters that pertain to separating from things that are prohibited, tie it so that person will claim Don't disturb me with these matters that are not within holiness. Take for that other people, Yisraelim, simple people. They... Occupy themselves with such kind of matters. Or so if them is the hiros, or here the lesson in this parasha is as On the contrary, to remove the bodies here from in front of the joy of the Eden, of the Kala, is Nigeya in the Simcha Mishkan. This is also relevant. To be able to continue the simch of the Mishkan is an Indian in Avodas and Mishkan. It's part of the Avodah in the Mishkan. was and it should be done through Mishal and al through Leviim. Don't just bring some Yisraelim to do it, but the Leviim themselves also have to take care of this as well. When al in Avedis and the same is also true as far as making the entire world into a dwelling the, for the Ebeshter. It's impossible to make the world a dwelling for the Ebeshter. You first have to cleanse yourself. You first have to see that there should be no dirt and so on. And only then is it possible to bring the presence of the Abishta. Even this Avaida of Surmeira, when a person has to cleanse himself, a from the Mishkan to even this itself also demands a levi to occupy yourself with cleansing, cleansing the world and cleansing the place that it should be fit for the Avish to come here. So don't look at this kind of things as dirty work that doesn't belong for our Levi. In order to make the world a place that David could dwell there, even to remove what's negative and what doesn't belong is also part of the Aveda of the Levi to bring the Shechina here into this place. By cleansing the world, which is in general... Sur Meira, removing yourself from anything that's negative. All the mitzvahs loisese. And only afterwards could you bring in the beautiful furniture, which is the mitzvah saseh that we do. The world becomes the appropriate dwelling for the king of all kings, what does it will be which will be revealed la asad lave in the future bibias mashiach with the arrival of mashiach bekarov mamash theoretically in our days